You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the San Diego Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On, Locked on. with Terry Togeson, your man's request. Locked On like Fever on receiving number one. Locked On, Locked On, no fluff, real talk by Terry Togeson. Locked On, Locked On, dropping all joys, polished five days, yeah, we on. Locked on, locked on, no fluff, real talk by Derek Tokusan. Locked on, locked on, realness, like Corey Wheeler shit. Say it like you mean, it's pronounced Egypt, here you get. All the real that you miss, real content, real scoops, realness, feel this. Way better than the average, real high marks, why we settling for average? We don't play games when we do, we ain't average. Social media savage. Greetings, Chargers fans. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Chargers podcast. Locked On Chargers, part of the part of the Locked On podcasting network, your team every day. Because we do this Monday through Friday. I am your host, Derek Togerson. Thank you again to everybody who's listening to this. It's starting to grow, man. We're getting more listeners. We're getting more subscriptions. We're getting more downloads. I encourage you to download it. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Locked On Chargers, or you can go to audioboom.com and follow us there. Uh, audience starting to grow, and I sincerely appreciate everyone who has jumped on board with this. We are, as we say, your team every day. We do Monday through Friday, the Chargers podcast. we Talking, we have player interviews, me kind of just going off on stuff. Um, try to keep it as informative and fun and honest as we possibly can. Leave some comments, let me know how you feel about it, or ask me some questions on Twitter at DerekNBCSD or on Facebook, Derek Togerson, NBC7 San Diego. And also, if you want to sponsor it, of course, we're taking sponsorships on this show. So send me a message on either of those two social media platforms and we can get you in here, get you some nice reads, get you some publicity. Okay. All that technical nonsense is out of the way. Let's talk about actual football, all right? I am going to give you a disclaimer. I'm going to do my absolute best to try and not pile on Micah McCoy any more today than I absolutely have to. We handled that on the Monday show. You can check that one out when I was basically ranting like a madman about the loss of the Saints. Okay, let's start talking about actual football type stuff, all right? One of the things that I've noticed is when things start to go bad for this football team, it's not just one phase that goes bad. Everything goes straight to hell in a handbasket. I mean, they're taking the express lane to Crapsville. That, and, and it's just one thing goes wrong and wham, gone. They cannot get the momentum back. The thing that was the impetus on Sunday against the Saints was the Melvin Gordon fumble. 6.50 left. He gets the ball, puts it on the ground. Wham. After that, boom, the Saints score. Boom, Travis Benjamin puts the ball on the ground. Boom, the Saints score. Boom, Rivers is sacked. Boom, there's a bad snap. Boom, there's a dropped pass. Boom, there's an interception. It's like everything all of a sudden just unravels in the blink of an eye. And that is inexplicable, really, to me. So I, I asked a few guys after the game in the locker room on Sunday, what is it about this team? Why is it that when the momentum starts to shift, you cannot get it back? We saw it against Kansas City. We saw it against Indianapolis. We saw it against New Orleans. We saw it several times last year. Uh, 
First guy I talked to was uh, Melvin Gordon, the guy who put the ball on the ground, and he, he was more at a loss of words, really, than I am. I don't know. It's, it's a tough situation uh, to be in, man, and, uh, you know, momentum swings all the time in football, either your way or the, or the, or the, or the, the opponent's way. And, uh, you know, they made the best of it. You know, the fumble didn't help um, the situation, uh, especially fumbling that close. Um, that definitely gave them the momentum. And then, you know, from there on, then on down, it's just a spiral down. So, you know, I don't make the mistake. We don't, we're not in the position we're in. Yeah, it's, it's one of those really inexplicable kinds of things. And Melvin was very contrite, and he was, and he was you know, was, by the way, I do have to say, that was a heck of a defensive play, all right? It was hat, right on ball. He wasn't being careless with it, although he did say at one point he did lose focus on what was going on in the game. But that was, that was a really good defensive play. I can't put that too much on Melvin Gordon because that was, I mean, when you've got a helmet right on the football, and if you watch the replay, he was trying to secure the ball with a couple of hands. That was just a really good defensive play. Sometimes that's going to happen. The Benjamin fumble is the one that was completely out of control. But then I asked Matt Slauson, who, by the way, is one of my favorite people on the team already, uh, the same question. Why does the momentum seem to get completely away from this team whenever things start to go wrong? He had a very interesting and revealing answer. I, I'm not quite sure yet. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's panic. Um, I don't know if guys are just starting to try to play outside of themselves because they see kind of how things are going and they're trying to do too, too much. Um, I don't know. We'll have to look at the film and see see where the issues are happening. But regardless, we need to we need to fix it and find a way to to win and close close out out teams. The P word is what's so interesting about that. He's and and Slauson, by the way, is a guy who is completely honest. He's a great interview. When he was with the Chicago Bears, he was actually given a media award for his honesty and his availability. The, the media in Chicago loved this man. Media in New York loved this man. Media in San Diego, at least I can speak for myself, love this man. He is honest. He is forthright. He is upright. He's a heck of a football player. And we'll get to something that he did in that game that I loved and I will, I will always respect the heck out of this guy for in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but that's when he brought up the panic word. That is, that is the borderline the death knell for a football team. When you start to panic, you, nothing starts to go right. And that's the question that I have, and I really don't understand why it happens with this football team. Why does it panic? And, and that really is, I think, an appropriate word for what we start to see because that's the only thing that can possibly describe what goes on when a team starts to lose it the way this team starts to lose it. I've, I've never seen anything quite like it, how there's a bad punt, wham, everything goes bad. Uh, there's there's uh, a mistake on defense, Wham! Everything goes bad. Once everything goes bad, it affects every little bit of the entire football team, and that's what I don't fully understand. And I'm trying not to hammer on Mike McCoy for this. I really am. <sighs> but it comes down to coaching. It really does. And somebody has to get into somebody's face and say, listen, we're in control. We're okay. We're not going to let this happen. But it seems to happen every single time with this football team, and I'm not entirely certain why. But when the players, when the, when the center is starting to talk about, about whether or not guys are panicking, even considering, even admitting 
that it's a possibility. Look at what we get out of NFL locker rooms most of the time, all right? It's never, that word is not spoken. That is a, panic is a four-letter word when it comes to dealing with the media with not just pro football players, but professional athletes in general. Panic is the one of these three worst things you can possibly have in a locker room. The other two probably being um, ennui, you know, not caring, and the flu. Those are the only things, the three things that are, that are horrible that can wipe out an entire football team. That's what you do not want. And if one of these guys are bringing it up, this is not good. This is an indictment on what's going on inside that locker room. All right, let's go back to Slauson for a second, though, because one thing that I absolutely loved, I loved about Sunday's game was Phillip Rivers gets sacked. And a couple of the Saints players were kind of taking liberties with him because the ball was on the ground. And Phillip dove on the ball. And the, the play was blown dead. But after the play was blown dead, you know, blown dead, Phillip recovered the ball. He had it under control. The one Saints defender, and I couldn't see who it was, started to get pull Phillip back a little bit. He was, he, he was taking liberties after the play or, or playing after the whistle, if you will. And who's the guy who jumped in on top of him? Matt Slauson. He didn't just pull the guy off the pile. He first clocked him in the back of the head, jumped on his back, and then ripped him off the pile. And that got the other Saints defenders going after Slauson so Phillip could get back up. That is something we didn't see at all and haven't seen for a while on this offensive line, not since the days of Hardwick and Clary and Dealman. Those were the guys who set the tone, and that's why those teams were so darn successful when they had those guys on the football team. When Matt Slauson did that, he earned my eternal, eternal respect for protecting and sticking up for his quarterback. Not just because I love Phillip, which I do, but the quarterback of the football team is the guy you need to protect. You need to let make sure that other teams know they can't mess with that guy. Remember last year, the home game against Denver. Vaughn Miller was just ruining that offensive line, and he was getting in on Phillip like crazy. Well, Phillip took, took exception to what one thing that Miller did, got in Miller's face. Nobody on the field from the offensive line, including Orlando Franklin, the guy who's supposed to be one of those hard-nosed leader guys, did a darn thing about it, and that was a huge issue. Well, I talked to Matt Lawson in the preseason about that very thing. And he said, if this kind of situation comes up, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to deal with it. It will be handled. Sure enough, the first time it comes up, bam, that guy lives up to his word, gets in there and, and takes care of business. He got a 15-yard penalty for it. I will take that penalty every day, all day, because that's what you need to do, is you need to send that message to the other defense that you are not going to do this. You don't dictate what happens with our quarterback. We are the ones who are in control. Get your butt off of my QB. So we talked to Matt about that and, and Philip about that, and here's what they had to say about that 15-yard penalty that was completely and utterly warranted by Matt Slauson. I just uh, I didn't like some of the things that were going on. I felt like it was... A little bit over the line. So, uh, um, you know, Philip. Philip's a close, close friend, and he's a very, very important part of this uh, team. And uh, and I felt like there was some there were some things happening that that weren't okay, and it needed to be addressed. And I understand that I was taking a risk in doing do, doing what I did. I fully aware of the rules that I'm not allowed to pull pull guys off of a pile but uh, but
but there was some stuff going on I didn't like. I don't know exactly what happened. I mean, I, it, again, I lost that ball. I was making sure I was going to get it. So uh, I didn't see what was going on around me or what it looked like. Um, so you should always certainly appreciate that in your O lineman. You never want to get a penalty, uh, but you, you appreciate that from them. And then, uh, you know, Lambeau still nailed the field goal. So really, really no harm done uh, for the most part. Yeah, obviously, I'm sure it will be some harm to Matt here this week. Yeah, Philip talking about the possibility of a fine for Matt. And uh, I don't have a confirm, but I wouldn't be surprised if Philip maybe slipped him a couple grand if there is a fine to, to maybe offset that because, you know, Philip loves his guys. And of course, he's, he, I think he could probably afford it. Um, the, I, I absolutely loved hearing Matt Slauson and, and seeing him do that. And, and I think, Charger fans, you have the absolutely right guy in that guy at the center position. One of the really, really, really good free agent signings from Tom Telesco. He's had two really good free agent signings this offseason. Casey Hayward, the cornerback, and Matt Slauson, the center. Those two guys have worked out like crazy. I know Telesco has had some missteps. Some of the guys he's brought in with free agents, uh, Derek Cox being one of them. But if you look at it, I think overall in general, he's had some really good signings. Danny Woodhead was a free agent signing. Um, Travis Benjamin, free agent signing. You know, much better than some of the guys at the end of, of the A.J. Smith era, like Robert Meacham, who was a complete disaster. Eddie Royal was pretty good for a while, but didn't really live up to the contract, I don't think. Um, he's had some really, really nice signings in that regard. Uh, the draft picks, we can, that's a whole discussion for a whole nother day. And I still think there's a whole different, um, a different guy in John Spanos who's calling a lot of those shots as well. And I think Tom is kind of hamstrung by a lot of this. But we'll, we'll get into that discussion on a whole different day, maybe on a bye week. Remind me on a bye week, we're going to talk about the draft picks and the free agent signings of Telesco and Spanos and John Spanos. That, but that's a different thing. Um, by the way, we did also on Monday ask Mike McCoy. And I knew I couldn't get through a show without talking about McCoy. Dang it! But um, he was asked, uh, what do you think about Slauson's penalty? Trying to say, try, and, and of course the inference was, and anybody with even half of a brain knew what the inference was. It was, you know, did you like the fact that your center took a penalty to protect your quarterback? And of course McCoy's reference was, quote, eh, it was a penalty. Yeah, it was a penalty in the course of the game, and those things are going to happen. He, he tried to play it as, as middle of the road as you possibly can, which is just freaking stupid. It's stupid. It's just stupid. If he truly cared about his team, if he truly cared about his center and his quarterback, he would have said, you know what, I take that penalty all day. I take that penalty. I, I, I'll pay the fine for the guy if there is one because he set the tone. That's exactly what I want for my center. That's exactly the hard-nosed attitude I want from my offensive lineman. But Mike didn't do that because it wasn't on the script. Okay, that's enough about that. All right, that is the Locked On Chargers podcast for Tuesday. Again, I'm Derek Togerson. Uh, go to iTunes, check out Locked On Chargers. You can subscribe there. Leave us comments. Again, I say positive or negative. I'm coachable. <laughs> let me know what you really think, if you like it or don't like it. If you don't like it, let me know. I'll try to change it to uh, make the show as, as, as fun to listen to as possible. Also on audioboom.com. Check out that. You can follow it there, uh, the Locked On Chargers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcasting Network, your team every day. We're here Monday through Friday. Also, you can ask me questions or just 
know, shoot me something on Twitter at Derek NBCSD. I try to be as active as I can on that. Or on Facebook, Derek Togerson, NBC7 San Diego. Thank you again all for listening. I'll be back at practice on Wednesday talking to some of these guys, figuring out how you're going to deal with the Oakland Raiders, a 3-1 and football team that seems to have its swagger back on Sunday up in Oakland. Um, so if you have any questions you want me to deal with those guys about, send them my way. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. Thanks again for listening. And as we end every one of these podcasts, go Bolts. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the San Diego Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.